What's going on, everybody? This is James Green, Master Facts Boys, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, all the time, always being here. As a matter of fact, the last time we talked was around July, like late July. And we're talking yep. about this comic right here behind me, which uh, was funded on July 25th. And within a few weeks, it was already here. So already this man's business model is already better than his comic game. So, <laughs> so uh, for, for, the, for the fifth time, Anthony Stokes, everybody, thank you. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, it is the fifth time, man. I'm glad. Yeah, got the comic book fast. I see, you know, yeah. so that's what we do. That's yeah. what we do. But I digress because to pull it back because of how how fast you work and how how much you've been able to to do in the past year. We now taken into the opportunity to where and we talked about it before. You've you're starting to mash up and go into other genres. So this time you decided to go completely left. You left Western style comics and just decided to take your hand into the world of manga with a mm -hmm. fantasy tale called mm -hmm. I Wish the I Wish the Gods Were Dead. Yes. So what in all right, for one, I have to ask because you talk about all the time about your inspirations in anime. Yes, manga specifically. Manga specifically. Mm-hmm. As far as it's, it, it pertains to this this uh, this manga here, what brought this about? Like this was something that you always wanted to do. Yeah. So I uh, brief story. I love manga. Um, I read. I, I used to watch the Yu Gi Oh TV show. I was grounded. You know, I was often grounded. And uh, my my aunt basically brought me home a Yu Gi Oh Volume One, and my mind was blown. I read it. And ever since then, that started this this fascination with the with the medium. And so essentially the way that the way that I do things and the reason why I'm dipping in so many different genres is because when I'm at a con table, when I had decay. And it's choose the thoughts, even mm -hmm. I really can only sell if you're not a fan of horror, I have nothing for you. So in a lot of the comments I got, I was doing these black cities I was on Baltimore, you know, Norfolk. Um, the question was, do you have anything that's like Jack Ball Z? And I still don't, but it it was a thing of like, okay, I do, I do, if I can make a manga or something like that, I can just appeal to more people, you know? And ideally, I want, I want to go to a show and be able to sell to anybody that has even a passing interest in comics, essentially. Right. Now, would you say because you've, uh, you, you talked about basically like all these uh, heavily populated black cities that are asking yes. for Dragon Ball Z. The impact on anime and manga in the black community. Have have you seen it firsthand or are you just strictly a part of this shit? No, I mean, I, I was there, bro. Like I, I grew up on Dragon Ball. Like, I, I, like it was it was Dragon Ball Z. Um, it was uh naruto even you know with a little bit a little bit after i mean during my time i wasn't a big fan of naruto i thought the dub was terrible mm -hmm. but we like uh, a tsunami guy i was a tsunami guy yeah i was a little bit i was a little bit too young i was kind of in between the tsunami and then like the netflix uh crunchy roll okay but you know absolutely i think it's because it's a power fantasy but no like black kids love dbz they love you know naruto one piece all that so um, and, and, you know, it, it essentially, yeah. Yeah. Now, generally, mangas are not as uh, structured as they are with Western-style comics. 
Um, the dialogue is maybe somewhat less because there's a lot more drawn into it as, as far as the impact of the descriptions of the settings that are basically put out there. And I've noticed because of thank you again for the the advanced copy. Of that, course. Um, in this book in particular, um, you you take notice uh, with the the adaptation of time jumps and flashbacks that are more than likely like being used. Like you almost start forward, like uh, in the middle of the story, then you start bringing forth like the uh, the the flashback as to what brought Cheyenne to be who she is, and mm -hmm. then we get to present day. So this is a, this is another way of structuring how you've been writing. Now, is this something that you you say you've learned from from mangas in the past about how they structure their origin stories and everything like that, or would it be would it be mainly something that you just wanted to try your hand at? I think this story, regardless, like I, I, this is definitely written to be to be a manga, and and I think you can get away with more. Like there there there's more use of flashback, I would say, in, in manga mm -hmm. than Western comics, but. I think because there's so much, I don't think it's an insane amount of backstory, but there is stuff that you just can't convey visually. Whenever I, whenever I can convey something visually, convey something visually, I, I try to. It, but it was, it was just too much. So for here, it just made sense. Like drop them, give them a little taste of action, and then get into like the character stuff, and then kind of circle back to the action. That's something I've done. I've done before. I feel like that's that's right. a pretty standard thing. Right, right. And I even noticed the uh, the disclaimer in the summary where you basically said, oh, the prologue's in color, but don't don't worry, the rest of the shit's in black and white. It's in black and white, yep. <laughs> so you didn't want to uh, just delve away from the fact that this is a traditional manga and that it is going to be in black and white. So don't worry, I'm just doing the color shit just to like bring you here and then the rest of the storyline is basically brought out in that type of fashion because that's the traditional way of doing it. Yeah, I remember, I remember quite like, like you would get a shonen jump magazine or you would get a shonen jump title in the first like yeah the prologue first couple pages would be in color you know it's really expensive like the difference in coloring color to black and white is significant and i kind of wish i just uh <laughs> picked the direction because i could yeah i could have saved some money but no yeah that that was definitely a conscious choice like i yeah i just have such a i just wanted to create something in that aesthetic like really really um, really bad and i still want to i still want to make more more manga and ideally release it by the volume right um going forward so you have the title character of a of of a young girl by the name of cheyenne mm -hmm. uh who is experiencing her own gore the guy butcher type of uh type of tale to where you know pretty much the world is basically blown up around her and yes. she's seen it basically take take in and suck in the lives of her parents uh her little brother Jalen and mm. feels like she's the only one that can basically right this wrong she's seen that basically uh the antagonist in the story is and and she even calls it out as such even in just in her thoughts because like this motherfucker ain't get enough hugs when he was <laughs> yeah so, so she calls him out as like a little bit of a bitch that found this this yeah. uh, this relic in the mm -hmm. middle of the woods and started to create his own army. Yes. But yet, even in even in such, he decided to create these laws mm -hmm. where he was uh, basically uh, taking away any forms of technology or or um, nobody could use anything of electricity. And for one, I'm thinking that this is like one crazy ass Amish person that's just gone <laughs> zerk. You know? That's hilarious. That was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but the use of guns is now gone. 
and mm-hmm. everybody pretty much brought back to brought back to swordplay. Yes. Now, in in, in the, the essence of this world, you, you now brought us back to the Dark Ages. Yes, so essentially. This is, this is now the terms and the settings that this is that, that post-apocalyptic as it is, you're now pretty much we're, we're going back to medieval times in just the setting alone. Mm-hmm. People are turning back into hunter gatherers. They're fighting for food. Yes, you know, there's there's probably I'm guessing that there's probably different factions out there that are at odds with each other just basically for the fact that there's probably starvation in process. You know, yes. so so like uh, she grew up in an orphanage and it's like the fail safe of all this is like one day the orphanage got attacked and the dude, whoever the the, the overlord that ran the orphanage had a fail safe and was like. It caused like uh, an explosion. Is that what? So, doing? so essentially, the uh, he creates uh, he he transforms like animals into like monstrous things, and then he right. transformed a human one time, and it's like a giant, and he's so big he's trapped in the the gravitational pull of the Earth. Mm. So he's massive, yeah, and so it's almost like like he says a sentient atom bomb. So whenever he sees too many people, you know he's gonna he's gonna crack on that. Right. Like yeah. So yeah, because I noticed that basically after that, if if you see more than one a bunch of little ants in one place, you're gonna get stomped out. Exactly. So it's like not it's not like he can see you know he's from the Earth's gravitational pull. He can't see everything, but like yeah, if it's millions if it's thousands of people huddled up, like he knows to stomp that. Yeah. So essentially, like in the in the creation of this type of story, fantasy being the way that you you built this up, is there is there essentially because there's there's a big cliffhanger in this. Mm-hmm. Um, is there essentially like a, a a pinpointed goal as to how the antagonist just works into why he's doing what he's doing? Um, he he, you kind of said it. He's just he's just greedy, and then he he gets shot. So now he he's paranoid, mm-hmm. and he's just he's just a just basically just a miserable miserable person. We might delve into that more, but as of right now, that's that's where he's at. Right, and and, and essentially, um, Jalen, her brother, uh, who she had basically had lost. Like, how much time would you say had passed before they somewhat pseudo become reunited? Uh, I would say 10 to 12 years. Like they were like probably, probably in their early teens. And then now they're like probably in their like early, early twenties. Mm. Now all this time, yeah, uh, we talked about the, basically uh, the, the fact that them being having this much time, time and separation, Jalen had to grow up as well. Mm-hmm. It's more so going into this next issue, how he's grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even more so when J- Jalen arrives, also the creatures arrive. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like there's a little bit of a little bit of a like a sidetrack. But like, okay, if he shows up and the creatures show up at the same time, like it's 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 a spooky ass theory that goes into my mind of how this can how this can get built around. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think. Um, I love I love when when like drama character drama mm-hmm. is inter is interfered with by a threat or a plot 
like I'm thinking of, I think Josh Whedon does this a lot. When you think of the Avengers movie, they're sitting there arguing and then uh, Hawkeye attacks. Right. And it's like, it just, it just, I love stuff like that because you're, 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 you're putting something and then in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, after the action scene, you're thinking like, okay, what are the ramifications of this? Like, how has this changed? So that's, that's essentially, I, I like that moment a lot. And I think you're, you know, you're, you're, you're picking up a lot of what the, the next issue is going to be essentially. Right. And even from a screenwriting perspective, you almost have those instances of euphoria to where like, this is like a too good to be true moment. <laughs> it was like, so if, if we're talking about like a, a reuniting phase of two long lost siblings that happen to be towards the end of the book, and then almost at the same time, it's like, nah, this is the first issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's going to be interesting in the, in the kind of the, the, the essentially, so here's the, cause I always have like uh, something that I have a premise and I'm, I, I, I try, I try to inject some part of myself that like will get me invested into it. And that's when I become super invested into the story. So this was really my uh, sister moved um from virginia to south carolina you know which was like um she she we lived in the same city for a couple she's like a chosen she's somebody who i who i've like we become really close like siblings so she graduated and for a couple years we lived in the same the same city for like i don't know like two three years moved apart we lived in the same city again for a while and then she moved like two states over so it's really about how you know you have to let somebody do their own thing and 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 be their own person, you know. Even if you love them, even if you care about them, right. And that's kind of what the the inspiration was, like that kind of dynamic. And also, uh, there's like a metaphor about late stage capitalism, which is why there's like you know like an eagle. There's like a bald eagle as well. Yeah. Um, and then, and then as far as the reunite, so so essentially she. Her, she's lost her whole family, her whole family. So she thinks so she's able to do like all this reckless shit, essentially. Yeah. Like, so how what is it like now that one, your one of your biggest motivations is gone? Mm-hmm. And then now can you act as recklessly? Like, can you like like I, I thought about it like and it and it depends, but what if Batman's parents came back? Is he still is Bruce Wayne still gonna be Batman? That's what the, I was thinking at the end of this was like all this time, the tyranny that he brought amongst these creatures was more so based on the impact of the loss of her little brother. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now that the now that they've been reunited, does all that shit just disappear? Yeah, exactly. Like you see her, she's like overwhelmed, like she like collapses. Mm-hmm. Essentially, uh, no, she does. She literally collapses, and um yeah so that's what it's that it's going to be about that you know i always love getting the into the philosophy of the characters and uh it's almost like i call it a pressure test it's like you can put a character in a situation and they can a change or b double down Mm. and how how are they going to react like if there's a fork in the road how how is she going to react and that's basically and like what's their dynamic now um Mm. let me see what we see what jalen's been up to in the second issue yeah, because th- there's also uh, a small bit of dialogue when she uh, returns. And I, f- I'm, I forget who she's talking to. But um, for one, she's asked, do you have food? And she was like, well, I ain't got nothing that you would eat. 
Yeah. And, and then she basically he he asked her about her day and he was like, oh, I was just killing some monsters and everything. He was like, you got to remember you're human. Yeah. You can't be this fucking reckless. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. like if, you, if you're supposed to be like the chosen one, as they say, and you're doing all this reckless shit, like you could still get tossed into a tree and fucking die. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah, chill out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that that's what that's what it is, is like she's basically Liam Neeson from Taken. Like, she's just absolute badass. Yeah. But what's what's it like now that you have something to live for, essentially? Yeah. Because uh, what is it? Uh, also, in the end, if she's talking about she's the only one that can save everyone. But yet, you know, she's not even bringing food back for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She no, she's yeah, she's immature. She's immature. It's it's a big a, she's an interesting character. She's it's an interesting character. It's, it's going to go in some really interesting places. Yeah. Like it, it now when we talk about talk about like basically uh, we talked about the style of writing, of course, with manga, and we talked about your inspirations with anime. It is there a is there a a need and a dynamic, and is there an audience, I guess, outside of this that you feel like you want to reach with this book? Just people, yeah, just people that like like manga, people that like character driven, um, character driven shonen manga, essentially, just. Yeah. Uh, it's not, like I said, it's not quite Dragon Ball Z. I'm thinking more like a Berserk vibe. It's not, it's not Berserk or like Attack on Titan. Again, it's not Attack on Titan. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the longest, you know, it's not going to be a 20 year kind of epic, right? But just capturing that where it's like, there's, I want stakes. And the, uh, my problem with the Shonen a lot of times is there's a, there's a, there's a raising of stakes. Oh, the bad guy can do this, this, that, this. And then, yeah. They 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 move the goalpost so that the hero like if you think about Dragon Ball Z, where it's like Dragon Ball Z he turns Super Saiyan because Krillin dies and he, and he defeats Frieza. It's like this is like a once in a ten thousand year thing, yeah. and then you skip three arcs later and literally every Saiyan can go Super Saiyan. Right. And then we need Super Saiyan two, and then okay we need Super Saiyan and it's it's like it's much more. I'll give you even a better example. It's My Hero Academia. And Deku, he's he he. I don't have you have you watched My Hero Academia? Yeah. Deku has like an encyclopedic knowledge of superheroes and, and villains, like True. And, and powers and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, this is the story. He doesn't have a quirk. This is a story of him being like a Batman or like a Professor X and overcompensating for not having powers by using his intellect. And they give him the they give him the strongest powers in the universe, essentially. No, no, literally, they give him the strongest power in the universe. They do. And then it's like, oh, well, if you use the powers too much, your body will get hurt. But like, oh, we have nurses that can heal you off screen and there won't be any. I mean, from what I watched, there won't be any like long term health ramifications. So it's like you you you're setting you, you, there's just it just it just removes tension. Like when you're like this is just, you know, oh, there's no way that you're going to win. And then they win. That's what this is about really is like insurmountable odds. And how do how does this character defeat? How, how do you how do you really what's the mentality of going up against insurmountable odds and what does that look like? Like what kind of damage that does that do to you psychologically? And mm-hmm. that, and again, it kind of comes back to that metaphor of late stage capitalism as well, which is also, like I said, a big part of like, like what the, the metaphor is essentially. Right. 
that now, even in the construction of this book, in in going with manga, how do you get like an artist that like uh that isn't that of course we're not familiar with? Everybody's trying to do westernized comics to where they're trying to get the best artist to do the best work. Where when when you read manga, it's almost like you see you're you're seeing it's a it's sort of like cartoony, might be chibi art or anything like that. That's that that's given amongst that, and yet. Like it's still a compelling story because there's a lot more there's a lot more uh, panels delved to the art than there is for the dialogue. It's an interesting. It's it's really interesting. Like the 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 differences and my friend twenty four by four kind of broke it down at least art wise. Is that when you look at like Western comics, the like the expressions in the mouth, right? Like you think about Batman. It's you, you, Batman's face isn't exposed, but you can see him grimace. Like you see him yeah. do all this. Yep. Um, and a lot of super, you, a lot of times you'll see Spider-Man uh, while his eyes are expressive. You'll see him roll his mask up a lot of times to, to mm -hmm. talk or communicate with, with manga. It's, it's in the eyes. Like the mouth is, less important it's and it's more so yeah it's more so about the eyes so that's a philosophical thing that i keep in mind i never saw it like that because i see that a lot in anime you do see it a lot and and what i think is cool and something that you'll see like pat shan does um chris moses doing this with with us um i summoned a, a demon she's kind of my type and and something i'd like to do is Bridging the gap between manga and Western comics, we call it pop style, where it's 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 oh, common America is also, I think, the, the best example of this in indie comics, where it's like right in the middle to where you're you're almost like a bassization where you're doing both. Like you've got a foot in both. So a manga person could pick it up and read it or a Western comic fan could pick it up and read it as well. Right. So that's also an avenue that I want to go into because I love that style. I love the aesthetic. Um, and I love both. I truthfully, I truthfully love both mediums. You know, like I grew up on manga, but I think both of them have, you know, obviously strength, pros and cons. And and but there's some about the yeah, some about the manga medium. It just it just speaks to me. Like obviously, yeah, it, is it the fact that basically uh, there's there's more pages to be given even in a smaller book, whereas like westernized comics are more so traditional twenty two to twenty four pages. And I, and I and I I think it's reductive. I, I think this it's a dubious conversation because mm -hmm. when you're talking about we say Western comics, but what essentially what we're talking about is like Marvel and DC. You know, okay. that's essentially what we're referring to because indie comics don't have as much of that. You know, you, you, it can be anything. Any comic can be doing anything, but if we're talking about a, a, a twenty page you know issue into a trade, mm -hmm. like. That of a superhero i think that's really what people were referring to but it's 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 difficult because scott pilgrim oh my god i don't know i forgot about scott pilgrim i think is the definition of that in between manga that, and that pop art yeah that pop art exactly exactly i don't know how i forgot about that but right. in, i was about to say scott pilgrim because scott pilgrim has both right like it it does it it, it has a foot in in both of those um the here's a reason why i think I appreciate manga more and why uh, than than big two. I'm a, I'm a I'm a specify big two because people because tend to have arguments about this a lot. They have, but I think I said I think it's dubious because we're talking. We could be talking about anything, you know. So that's why I want to specify big two because 
you know, like, and even that's kind of, it could be because like, if I think about like what I, what I'm going to, what I'm okay. So when you take uh, the manga versus comics, right? One mangas generally have, they, they have the ending in mind. They have a definitive ending, like a beginning, a start. Um, it's, it's one creator. It, yep. Usually it's a creator, writer, writer, artist. Stick together the entire ride. Well, it's the same person. Yeah. Or it's a writer combo, artist combo. And they are, they have, it's, it's an auteur thing. They have a character that they can explore. They can do, they can do whatever they need to do versus DC or Marvel, where it's like, you have a property and you are writing for X amount of time, but these stories don't really end, right? Like Spider-Man's not ever going to end. You might have specific runs of Spider-Man that will end, but yeah. And, and I, I also think that, um, the fact that manga is genuinely released by the volume, and that is how a lot of people consume manga. Mm-hmm. You have more, you have more page. I mean, it's just literally more pages, right? Like you just literally have more, you're able to tell more story. Yeah. Um, as, as well. But like I, I I think the thing is though, you 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 look at the the manga and it just feels more deliberate. I think that's what I was gonna say, because it's an author, it feels more like we're moving in one singular direction with this. Whereas, right. you know, superhero comics, you know, it can be, you can yeah. do all kinds of stuff. I was reading ultimate Spider-Man and they were referencing crossover events. He's like, he met Dr. Strange. He was like, yeah, it was at one time. I was like, I don't even remember this. Cause I, it wasn't in the comic book. And, and that's the thing. Like they'll, they'll put the, 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 the point, the point of reference in like the top hand corner. Oh yeah. They teamed up in this, yeah. this book over here because <laughs> exactly. there's, there's no such thing as retconning in manga at all it's like no there is no go back to square one yeah i mean it starts with volume and i and i hate i do mean i hate talking to people where you're like like why is it easier to get in the manga than comics and it's just like because when i want to read naruto one when i want to watch first off anime manga have a dead they have dedicated there's a dedicated streaming service two or three of them that are just anime right yeah Yep. So let's say I want to go on a binge and I want to watch every superhero show. I can't do it. Like I can, I can go on Netflix and watch some of them. I can go on like HBO Max or Max and watch some of them. Yep. Anime. So anime, I can just watch on one service, and they have some of them on Netflix and Hulu as well. Right. So that's one. It's in one location. I can get the Shonen Jump app and I can just download that bitch and read to my heart's desire. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing. It's it's like centralized in in um. Yeah, if, if I'm trying to get into Naruto, I read Naruto 1. Like, if I'm trying to get into Superman, you ever ask somebody, like, oh, what's a good run to read? Where should I start with Superman? They're going to give you, like, there could be, like, a four-part answer. You know, like, you can, like, oh, it's you true. can read All-Star Superman, and you can read oh, Superman 1, 2, you know. And it's just, like, and people are, like, oh, I, I, I had this conversation recently. It was so, oh, my God, it was so frustrating. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. But, essentially, if... An audience member with a passing interest is going to take the path of least resistance, essentially. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so so maybe and 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 I also understand you don't have I don't have to read the Spider-Man crossover with Doctor Strange to understand, but it is something missing. Like there, it there it, it can be intimidating, and it's like oh people are lazy, but it's like it's entertainment, bro. I'm not supposed to do homework, right? Like I'm supposed to just pick something up and read it. I was arguing, or, yeah, no, it was it was a bang with somebody. They were like. Why is why is um why is anime so popular and superhero TV shows like less popular? Right. Why, why, 
And I was like, well, because when I'm adapting a Superman comic book, um, I'm, I'm, I'm adapting a Superman comic. I have to pick what story. Am I picking this story? Am I picking a combination of stories? Which era right. am I adapting? Yeah. Because he's true. generations old. You know, I agree. When I'm adapting Naruto, I'm just adapting Naruto. Now you can have like a situation where there's Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. There's Bleach, and then there's the Bleach Thousand, uh, the Blood Arc or some whatever, the, yeah. whatever it's called. Naruto but, and Baruto, like. But same. that's a no, no. But that's the same series. Yeah, same series. So that's the same series, right? So like, there are examples of that, but it's rare. And then he was like, "Oh well, no, because." I forgot the reasoning, but it's like, oh, well, no, because, um, you know, I'm just like, I was telling like when you're adapting this stuff, it's an extra step, right? It's an extra step. Like the more questions you have when decisions you have when adapting something, the more likely you are to fuck it up. Right. And and he was like, oh, well, I just don't see why things like the boys and Invincible are doing really good. And it's like, hey, dumbass. Invincible and the boys are one fucking run. Those those are a singular story that they're yeah. adapting. And, and and also, okay, then that also dives into the talk where everybody that's adapting um basically any type of comic book, whether it's from Marvel or DC, feels that they need to bring forth some element of surprise. So if they're adapting a certain run, they flip it. They flip certain yeah. things. Batman Hush. Um, yeah. Batman Hush and uh, The Killing Joke as well. Infinity War. I mean, no, they didn't have the properties of Silver Surfer, but Hulk is in the yeah. one who crashes through the Sanctum Santorum. Norn Red flies through the damn Sanctum Santorum and basically tells him that Thanos is coming. So yeah. it's like certain characters are flipped here and there. Their story. Exactly. Like, hold up. that That's not how that scene goes to where, you know, if you're starting from episode one, or if you're starting from issue one, volume one, page one, mm-hmm. like it's okay. Like you want to see it live on screen. And so what? You can follow it all the way through. Like when I was watching Invincible, I knew what was going to happen in the first episode. Yeah. So yeah. like when people were like caught off guard, I was like, oh shit. Like it was like, look, if you if you literally read the first 40 pages of Invincible, <laughs> you will get this episode right here. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I was just like, bro, why do you think Invincible and the boys are the ones that are doing really good? Tell me. Like, why do you think that? Oh, I don't know. He didn't even answer. I'm like, bro, okay. There's like, it's like this, it's like this, this lack of practicality. And I don't want to, I'm not, not, I say it's not the gatekeep, but just to point something out. It's like, if you're a creator, you're, you're thinking about this more, but if you're a consumer, it's more like, why can't everybody just enjoy everything? Like I do, you know, which is, I philosophically, I understand, but it's just not, it's just not that is clearly not bearing out, right? Like that's that's not the case. Like we can just see that the manga sales are skyrocketing, and then people say the the comic, the comic book sales are not are not matching it. And it's just I I get it. And also it's like people are like, oh, you can you don't you can just pick up a comic book and read it. And and this is an argument I hear a lot, but it's all it's it's always from people that read a lot of comics. I've never heard a like a super casual comic book reader make this argument. But it's like, yes, you picked up a comic book, you know, 15, 25 years ago, and now you are enthralled with the medium and you can just pick up a, 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 you know, run and just read it, which is which is lit. That's cool. But think about what I said. I got Yu-Gi-Oh! Volume 1 and read it. There was no there was no barrier of information. You know, it started it started at one. If she gave me Yu-Gi-Oh! Volume Five, would I would I would I have been in as enthralled? I don't I don't know. 
you know, so it's always people that are bringing in this baggage. We're talking about casual, casual, casual. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about somebody who's never read a comic, never, never read ma- manga. Right. They don't have the same propensity. They don't have the same patience that you do for the for the medium. So it's like I said, it's a it's a it's a dubious conversation. I'm not sure there's like a I don't think there's a definitive answer, but I think the most obvious answer for why manga is more popular is because it's a lower barrier of entry. Therefore, people are gonna people are gonna hop in. It's not it's not that crazy. Yeah, and you basically see that by the implementation of how it's been constructed now in in popular culture. You know, back when uh, basic Comic Cons were what used to be like damn near Star Trek Comic Cons back in the 80s when they turned into basic Comic Cons that were strictly just comic books. That has now been like basically overtaken by the anime crowd. Whole handed. Like you almost go to a Comic Con nowadays. If you go to if you go to a, a major metropolitan city and go go to New York Comic Con, it's more than likely you're going to get outshined sixty percent to forty percent. There's way more anime cosplays, and if you look around, they're taking up the space. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you think about it, it's a relatively in terms of shonen, right? Like, what's the earliest shonen? anime like dragon ball which i still i still wouldn't even i wouldn't even say dragon ball mm. but like those at the 80s so you're talking about it had like yeah. western comics had a 40 superhero comics had like what like a, a like 40 a year 50, head start Year head start exactly so i mean it's just, it just you know and there's always going to be new stuff right there's always gonna be new stuff there's gonna be some chainsaw man is popping that's gonna come out i think Dante don is is on his way it's it's always gonna be something new that comes in but we just can't deny the facts. And that's the only thing because we have to like when and me as a creator, when I'm looking at someone, I'm asking the question, like a hard question. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it so we can re- we can we can uh, reverse engineer whatever's happening. Right. Like whatever is going on, you need to reverse engineer it so we can understand it. And it's like it's a lot of times it's like when you're like, oh, everything is popular. It's like but <laughs> you're you're just in the way, you know, you're not helping the conversation. You're not helping us understand the mediums better. Oh. You're just there. You're just taking up space. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was it was Into the Spider-Verse came out or Across the Spider-Verse and, and uh, came out, which I, which I thought was, was a pretty good movie. And the director was like, hey, we don't have to compare this to other things, but that's what that's the conversation. That's what makes things fun. Like, I think Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie. Some people think Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. Some people think Across It. And that's still fun because we can pick and choose and what this what this does better than that. that, You know, this is what the other thing does better. And through that, we can have a better understanding of the medium of film. We can have a better understanding of, like, the characters and canon, all this stuff. But if you just sit, if you were to sit in the middle of that conversation and be like, everything's valid. You're stopping people from from learning more about media literacy. Essentially. Yeah, and more so in that case, like if we're talking about 30 years ago, like if you none of this shit wasn't at its at, at any type of height. You know, yeah. the anime that I watched, Jim Rowe, the Wolf Brigade and and fucking uh, Fist of the North Star and everything like that. Yeah, like, that's that's literally that was the back of the back of the Suncoast video. Twenty five dollars a pop for one volume that you got to watch and bring back home. It was a rarity to get those things. Yep. And even in the height of comic books, you know, it was like, nobody was talking about them shits in high school 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So something had to happen. Guess what? 
all your cartoons got shelved <laughs> and then they inputted fucking anime in front of your in, in front of your little cousin's faces. Guess what took over? The same way that you are about G.I. Joe and Transformers and Thundercats. These mm-hmm. little motherfuckers right here are all watching DBZ. They're watching Toonami. They love Bleach. You know, they they this this is their thing. Yeah, and I was I was in high school. I was in high school uh like 10 like what? Oh my god. Like 12, 13, 14 years ago. I think <laughs> he's about to show your age. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Like, but that was that was when I feel like I hit the I was in that kind of that boom, you know, and I think it's gotten more popular, but I think it, it has. Was, yeah. Tsunami. I think it's I think it's it was essentially tsunami because and and also um it was tsunami and I remember very vividly, and this is probably kind of against my argument, but but no, I remember I was talking about I was talking you brought up Infinity War because this is also like a slight pivot, but kind of the inverse kind of hurts my argument in that when I, I think Infinity War is an amazing movie, right? Absolutely. I, I think it's like a top 10 movie of all time. Of course. I, I, I think it's amazing. Not a Sukama movie. I think it's a top 10 movie of all time. I think it's amazing. And I, my argument is that no movie has had more resources, and but it 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 maxed out every resource, right? Like every performance is good, every line of dialogue was good, the vi- mm-hmm. had a great villain, etc. And somebody was saying like, "Oh, well, it's the inverse of my argument that oh, you you can't watch it on its own to enjoy it." And it's like, I mean, I don't know, I can't watch Return of the King on my on its own. Like, does that make it a lesser? It ju- it just does, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And my argument was like, and and. Margaret was that I would watch an episode of some, I was, it was an episode of Ghost in the Shell, I believe, mm-hmm. when, you, when you would catch someone tsunami and you just be enthralled. You're like for the rest of your life, you'd be like, man, you watch an episode and you'd be like, it's like in that in that somber anime musical pop up, and you're like, yo, what did I what did I miss? Like, what am I gonna miss? Because you there was no yeah. It was block. I mean, blockbuster. It was like yeah, it was around, but like I don't think it had it like that. Like. And um, yeah, you would just you would just become you would just become enthralled with it. And you would think about that for like the rest of your time. Or the inverse is like I used to watch Dot Hack, and Dot Hack it was like you had to stay up in America. You had to stay up till one thirty eight m to watch to 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 watch Dot. And I would miss episodes all the time. Like there was no if I'm staying with my grandparents, they're not gonna let me stay up till one thirty a m. Right, right, right. So it was just, it was just, it was just, it's just crazy. Like it, I think, I really think it was tsunami was like a big factor. And once it was like, once it became, you can stay in on a Saturday night and watch anime. Like, I think that's what it was. Like when it be, when it, cause it was Zatch Bell. Oh yeah. Cause tsunami was on super late. I mean, it wasn't until, well, shit. Um, one, the internet two streaming services. Streaming services and the internet made anime reachable because yeah. basic TV pushed it back to those weird ass fucking hours. So like the allowance of Crunchyroll uh, when, yeah. when it was out. And of course, when Netflix came out, because they started to put a lot of anime on their service in, in the yeah. beginning, yeah. it was like, I have access now. Mm-hmm. And it was more so even even like the the beginning of a little bit of a boom for Netflix because Netflix in the beginning of the streaming era was like minuscule, and they started aside from their original programming that they put up in there, they put a lot of anime in there in the beginning. Yeah, I remember watching Brotherhood like that. Yeah, I think I think um, 
I remember watching. I remember watching Toonami. My dad wanted to watch sports, so I was like, I want to watch. I want to watch Toonami. I would go to the. Uh, there was a gym. There was an apartment gym that I would go to and just watch it in there. And just I'd be on the treadmill, just bullshitting. But I was watching. Uh, not Naruto. I always hated it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do Naruto. But One Piece was my shit. Zatch Bell was my shit. You mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, man. I just. I think I agree with you. I think it was Toonami at the beginning once because I remember. I remember specifically it was middle school Saturday night. They would have. They would have anime. And I think you're right. Like once after that, once once Netflix came out, once Crunchyroll came out, it, it was over. You know, like now, what I had to like wait for a specific time to watch, I can watch whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can binge it. Like you think, and then, and then also, this is a point that Russ made about he was talking about Game of Thrones. He was talking about like a catalog, and, and he was talking about it's really interesting. The Russ uh, Joe Button. Uh, interview Russ Joe Budden tried to fuck up the interview he's he's so incompetent but Russ is a really good interview so he saved it he was saying that like what essentially what he did was he had like 10 out I think he had 10 albums in like two years Mm -hmm. and he said that he noticed that on SoundCloud the first song would pop and then the second it would kind of trail off so he's like okay he took like x like months off and just he he was going to release a song every week like a single song album every week for 52 weeks. Oh, like EPs almost like one one song. One song. No, one song. Be- yes, one song because again, they'll listen to the first one, but don't maybe they don't care about the, the algorithm so, would probably like yeah. It so it starts it. growing. It starts growing and and like it was a steady growth. And he was talking about like now right but and I I'm doing these songs, but now I have this entire back catalog. So if you if you if you find an artist, right, and you like you like their you like their their single, and they don't really have much. They, maybe they have an album. Maybe they maybe you know it's hard to really sink your teeth into into like th- them as an artist, right? Now, if you do the same thing, and then they have four albums, you you can go you can lose your fucking mind. You know, like that's the benefit. That's the cool thing about discovering a new artist is like. Oh my God, I get to go through their entire discography and just watch and just pick up pick up all these songs, pick what I'd like, put what I don't like. I, I recently got into a gorilla's kick. And mm. it um because I, I it was around and I was like, oh my God, I have like six albums that I can really like delve into. And it's like when you when you discover something and then you have all that material all that content you just go crazy like you just you're oh. you know you, yeah you, you just go fucking insane because oh. you can get lost in this for hours and guess what there's another there's another anime and another you'll never watch every episode of anime in your life you couldn't possibly do it nah you couldn't do it you'll die you'll die <laughs> <laughs> no but you literally yeah exactly so now it's like oh my god i have an entire streaming service just for anime it's up it's over with yeah it's like when cats be like oh man i'm it's like what you doing tonight well and nah, I ain't hanging out. I'm on like episode 726 of One Piece. We're like, all right, come on, bro. <laughs> nice like, knowing you. Yeah, it's like, all right, man. I'll, I'll see you in a month. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, no. Maybe, you know. But uh, look, man, interesting conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. Appreciate you doing this with me, man. Uh, I, now, no, you did, a, you did a short campaign campaign for this. So this is two days left. Yeah, I started a day early, and I'm I kind of I have a con you on did, Saturday and Sunday. That. Damn it, you ain't announced that shit. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was like, oh, now I like, damn, I like the con. It's going to end during the con, like before the con even starts. I was like, man, I should have thought. You know what it was? 
I can't, I can't, I can't even get, but basically I was nervous about something else. I was like, I need a distraction. So I just launched it. Ah, I kind of screw myself because you know, it's, it's, I, where I want to end up, I want to have something on the platform at all times, you know? Um, and it's, it, you know, you just want to, you want to mess with stuff and see how is it, how does it go? Because how, how does it work with certain things and try different things? So I just try, try something different. All right. Hey. Well, I wish the guys were dead is live on Kickstarter with a couple days left. Anthony, appreciate you being here again. Absolutely. Yep, I'm doing yeah. I did one interview for this for this entire campaign. So Damn. I, I can't, yeah. Yeah. I'm tired. All right, I, look, I'm I, all right. Then I'm ecstatic. I'm happy I'm here. <laughs> Shit. All right. So I'm gonna get this out as soon as possible. Thank you. Because this uh of, of course this manga is currently out right now. Get your pre-sales in because I know I'm going to probably get this book in like two weeks. <laughs> Word, because this fulfillment is, is strong. This fulfillment game is strong. All right. Yeah. So for everybody out there, James Grandmaster Facts Boys, Anthony Stokes, I wish the guys were dead. Still live on Kickstarter. Get that right now. We are out.